Hello and welcome to The Little Things in Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not nice to eavesdrop, but it's fun. So let's check in on the comedy of errors at the Baxter. On the little things in life, brought to you by Datro, the new non-aspirin pain reliever from Bristol-Myers. I uh, just called to make sure you told everyone at the office that I wouldn't be in today either. Ah, I see. Uh, Well, did uh, anyone uh, ask for me? I see. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with my head, you know. It's just my ankle. So if anyone needs to call me about anything, I can hobble to the phone. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Thank thank you, Miss Perkins. I hope so, too. Bye. You know, you called the office earlier. Why are you calling again? I mean, you told Miss Perkins to say you wouldn't be in there. Yeah, I know, I know. I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew in the other departments in case they needed me. Well, by this time, I guess they must all know you've got a bum ankle. I talked to Bill Henderson yesterday, and he said not to worry. They were getting along just fine. Oh, good. Well, then don't worry. That's what worries me. Want to be missed? Yes. Oh, honey. Now, look, I, I don't like the idea they can all get along without me at the office. Maybe Mr. Bradford or Cranshaw will discover they don't need me at all. Oh, stop it and hop back to your chair and get that foot up on the footstool. Uh-huh. Debbie, don't run downstairs, dear. You're going to trip one of these days, really. Daddy, aren't you going to go to work today either? No, he's not, dear. No, oh, uh, no. Now, now, Debbie, don't worry about me. A sprained ankle takes time. I wanted a ride to school. Well, why don't you get up early enough to catch the bus? Well, I was up to 2 o'clock studying for my history test. Well, all right, I'll drive you in. Oh, no, I'll call Carla and see if they've left yet. Her dad gives her a ride. Maybe they can pick me up. Now, are you comfortable, dear? I'll go and help Aunt Maggie with the breakfast dishes. She didn't even ask how my ankle is. What? Debbie didn't even ask about my ankle. Honey, she was up late studying for a test. She needs a ride to school. Now she's late. I don't think kids of today really care about their parents. Oh, God. No, I don't. Debbie was only annoyed that I couldn't drive her to school. She doesn't care one whit about my ankle. Well, it is, after all, only a sprained ankle. You're not lying on a bed of pain and agony with a broken leg or anything. Well, she could have asked. Well. Boy, when I was growing up, if Mother was sick or Dad, I worried. I, I, I cared. I ran errands for them. I did what I could to help. Debbie hasn't even asked once if there was anything she could do for me. Well, dear Aunt Maggie and I have been doing things for you. You don't need three nurses. That is not the point. It just gives you a funny feeling to think that your own child, your own 
Flesh and blood doesn't care. Stop taking it out on Debbie. Taking what out? You're not really upset about Debbie. You're worried about how everybody can get along so well at the office without you. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess of so. Yeah. so. You see, it's true. When people get mad over nothing, it's really something else that's bothering them. That's true. Yeah. What are you going to do today? Well, I thought I'd do some cleaning. You going to run the vacuum? Yeah, will bother you? Uh, no, I guess not. Do you have to clean today? Well, dear, I mean, yes. we just decided, yes. I finished the breakfast dishes. Oh, just coming out to help, Emma. Oh, nonsense. There were just a few dishes. No trouble. Why don't I start on the upstairs? Well, I just mentioned that to Bobby. He said us run the vacuum today. I, I didn't say I hated What's it. What's the matter? Does your ankle hurt a lot today? Well, it hurts. Well, if it's going to bother you to run the vacuum, we certainly don't have to do it. I think you probably got a lot more pain in that foot than you're letting on. <laughs> oh, Aunt Maggie. That's just what he wants to hear. <laughs> now, you keep in company for a bit while I go and see if Debbie got a ride to school. Well, I know how bad a sprained ankle can be. Debbie? Deb? De Deb, did you get a ride to school with Carla? Yes, yes, and I've got to run. Well, you haven't had any breakfast. Now, eat something. Oh, Mother, I don't have time. You eat something now. I drank my orange juice and I had a glass of milk. I made oatmeal for you. Need something hot and nourishing. Mother, to begin with, I hate oatmeal. And anyway, I'm not hungry in the morning. And Carla and her dad were just leaving and they'll be here any second. And I said I'd be out by the driveway. Well, you go and kiss your daddy goodbye then. What? Go in and kiss your father. Tell him you hope his ankle is better. Oh, that's Carla. I've got to go. Carla's Debbie. dad's just furious when he's kept Debbie, playing. you get in there and kiss your father and tell him you hope his ankle is better. Now get in there, young lady. Oh, right parents. Daddy, I'll see you tonight and I hope oh, your ankle really, is better. Oh, really, I tell you. Oh, hi, Maggie. Bob today? He seems depressed. Well, he's just fretful, Aunt Maggie. Worried the office is doing all right without him. He wants to play cards. He wants to do what? That's what he said. If we weren't going to clean the house, why didn't we play cards? Or maybe Monopoly with him. Oh, I'll certainly be glad when that ankle of his is better. Hey, goodbye, everybody. See you tonight. Yes, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. Oh, Aunt Maggie. What are you all doing? <laughs> Something. Let's go in. With all the housework to do, I just cannot see myself sitting down to play cards at 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, here we are, dear. Well, instead of playing cards, why don't we just talk? Well, fine. Talk about what? Anything. It seems to me everybody rushes around so these days people don't take the time to just sit down and just talk. Oh, that's certainly true, Aunt Maggie. Ah, Debbie flew in and kissed me goodbye and hoped my ankle was better. I suppose you told her to. <laughs> Mm, I told Debbie to eat her breakfast, but she didn't, and I don't know what I'm going to do about her, I tell you. Well, what are we going to spend the day talking about? I think we could start with when I'm going home. Going home? Going home? Well, and I think we should talk about it. You said you were going to spend the winter with us. No, dear. I was coming for Christmas, and I did. And since I came in October, that means I've been here three months. Oh, oh come on. It seems like three weeks or well, three that's days. Very sweet of you, Bob. But I, I know I get on your nerves sometimes. Oh, never. Oh. Never. Well, I know you're not very happy about the way I sing when I'm working around the house or in the kitchen. And, and <laughs> Let's put it this way. Now I'm so used to it, I'd miss it. <laughs> Come on, come on. Now, let's not even talk about your going home. It's a lot colder in Montana than it is here. What do you have to rush home for, Aunt Maggie? Peg, dear, I'm hardly rushing home. I've been here three months. You're not going home now, Aunt Maggie. It's just so wonderful to have you here with mm. us. You know the old saying, house guests are like fish. After three days, they begin to smell. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's nothing you have to go home for. 
Nothing you have to do. You live alone in that big house. Which I think you ought to sell anyway, Aunt Maggie. The upkeep alone is terrible. Yes, yes, that is certainly all too true. But I grew up there. I just can't see myself living in a dinky little apartment, which I couldn't find anyhow. It's a small town. I'd probably have to rent a room somewhere and have kitchen privileges, as they say. Why don't you sell a house and move here? But, dear, where would I live here? With us. There, oh. you see, Bob said it first. Now, he wants you to. He really does. So you can't use that as an excuse. You're both <laughs> very dear about it. But no, no. I have to have my own place. I wouldn't feel right otherwise. Well, I understand that. But if we could find you something, you could be near us. You could see us every day, you know, be with us. Well, we live you... in a village, honey. We won't find any apartment here. Well, well I, I know, noticed but... an article in the Sunday paper a week or so back, something about people who had apartments over their garages, mm -hmm. some big estates, that sort of thing. Yes. Hmm? And we look around. You know, if we could find something like that hey, around well, here. What do you mean, could... find something? Ours certainly isn't a big estate, but the people that had the house before intended to fix up the upstairs over our garage. Well, we've always intended to do it, too, if they had the money. Well, well, perhaps if I did sell my house, then I'd have some money. I could pay for fixing up the garage upstairs. Oh, well, no, no. Those things never work out. Now, wait a minute. Wait oh, a minute. And Maggie, it's perfect. No. It is a perfect idea. And you wait perfect. a minute, too. Now, let perfect. me think. Let me think. What is there to think about? Aunt Maggie, you want to answer the door? It's Maynard. Maynard? Yes, I called him. I said you were thinking of leaving, and I told him to come up here and persuade you to change your mind. Well, I don't think you should have called him. But I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, go let him in. Yeah, let him in, dear. Maybe he'll persuade her. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> well, hello. What's all this about going home? Come in, Maynard. Help us persuade her to stay. Well, now, nobody is going to persuade me. I have a mind of my own. Well, now, Maggie, you have a lot of people here who love you and who would miss you if you were 2,000 miles away, and I'm going to cast my vote with Peg and Bob and ask you to stay. Oh, well, my goodness. I have to think about it. Take off your coat, Maynard, and you're tracking snow all over the rug. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you look sorry. cold. I'll go fix some coffee and warm up my blueberry muffins. We'll all have a second breakfast. Well, that sounds good. I'll help you. Uh, excuse me. I'll oh, sure, 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 man. Yeah, Aunt Maggie's right. Instead of house cleaning, it's nice to just sit and talk sometimes. Did you notice that Maynard said Aunt Maggie had a lot of people here who loved her? Well, that does not that mean <laughs> he wants to marry her. Now well, stop matchmaking. You can tell, darling. We shall see. We shall see. Oh, Bob, it's a perfect idea. Just perfect. Aunt Maggie having her own apartment over the garage. How did you ever think of it? I don't think I ever did think of it. I think it was Aunt Maggie's idea. <laughs> well, as you said, we shall see. We shall see. I'm a homemaker, and I work part-time, too, so I get my share of headaches. But I don't take aspirin. It can irritate my stomach. So I've used Tylenol. It's easier on my stomach. Then I learned about Datro. I compared labels and couldn't find any difference. Datril has the same pain reliever, no aspirin. Datril's just as effective as Tylenol. So now I compare prices and buy the one that costs less. Why spend more? Datril from Bristol-Myers. Ask your doctor about it. In my house, we've got a fully automatic kitchen. Me. And the worst job I've got to do is scrape and scrub that dirty oven. Well, there's a different way to clean your oven that's less work. The overnight way, with Mr. Muscle. Promises, promises. It's true. With Mr. Muscle, you just spray it on at night, and while you sleep, its self-scouring foam lifts up the grease and grime. 
That's a good idea. So next morning, you just wipe clean. You know, I've got a feeling that Mr. Muscle's going to be a good man to wake up to. The Little Things in Life, created by Peg Lynch, has been brought to you by Mr. Muscle, the oven cleaner that works the easy overnight way. This program comes to you from the Radio Playhouse.